Employee of the Month. Here's your host, Katie Lazarus. Hello, welcome to this episode of Employee of the Month. I'm your host, Katie Lazarus. And on this episode, I sat down with Katie Inamorato, who's the current taxidermist in residence. I'm not kidding. The current taxidermist in residence at the Morbid Anatomy Museum in Brooklyn. I had heard about her because her classes would sell out all the time. She hosts classes there. You can also go to her website, afterlifeanatomy.com. And I was just fascinated. She loves what she does, which is what's so vital to this show. And you can tell that I'm terrified during it. She let me know that taxidermy isn't indeed an art farm. And it was, I, I was meant to say art form, but I had a Freudian slip and said art farm. She's also been on the Science and Discovery Channel show Oddities and Times Two and Old Folks Home. And she really has these gorgeous pictures of her work. So you can go to afterlifeanatomy.com to check her out. I also like that she's known as a rogue taxidermist. I didn't know there were any other kind. But luckily, Katie explains all of these things in our interview, which is happening right now. Katie, welcome. You guys, let's give Katie a, a hand for coming out. Now, you are a taxidermist in residence at the Morbid Anatomy Museum in Brooklyn. Uh, was it a ruthless uh, process to get that taxidermist in residence position? No. <laughs> no, not really. It's me and my friend Davia were the two taxidermists in residence there. Now, some people, if they're not familiar with taxidermy, they might say, what went wrong in your childhood? But I bet for <laughs> taxidermy enthusiasts, they would ask you, what went right? <laughs> Why do you do what you do? <laughs> um, I mean, I've always, I've always liked being around animals more than people ever since I was, I was young. And um, when I was growing up, I really liked natural history museums. And I just started collecting different stuff that I would find. And in high school, I was just like, well, let's just get more into this. So I picked up really rotten, disgusting roadkill off the side of the road. And I would bury it in my parents' backyard, and they'd flip a shit. So let's, um, let's just pause there, because <laughs> I love animals. It's why I make all these well, people sit through pictures of my animal on Instagram, <laughs> on LinkedIn. But it never led me to like find roadkill and stuff. take it home. Yeah, I mean, I, I for the longest time I really wanted to be a veterinarian and then I kind of realized that, first off, it's a lot of schooling, it's a lot of money and you're constantly, or not constantly, but you're seeing animals in pain a lot of the time mm -hmm. and you're also having to deal with people in mourning and I came to the conclusion that there's no, I just couldn't deal with that. Um, so it was kind of a weird twist of me kind of going from living animals to, to dead stuff. I don't know. In my mind, it made sense, but... We're going to leave it there. <laughs> um, so you do consider yourself an animal lover. Oh, yeah. I had a pet fox for a year, too, that I rescued. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. uh, what happened to him after a year or two? I, um, I moved. So uh, in New York State, they, it's a gray area to have them for pets. I rescued him from this... By, by gray area. It's like a loophole type thing. Um, oh, I'll get there. Want me to but, explain? Yeah. Okay. So I rescued him from this kid that I went, I went to school with this girl who grew up in Bergen County, New Jersey, and she went to high school with this piece of shit, piece of shit kid who I can't even believe he's a real person every time I tell this fucking story. Me neither. Um, me, so far, me neither. Oh, yeah. He, um, 20-year-old kid working Ugh. as a janitor at a high school, at our middle school, actually, uh, drug dealer, wannabe rapper, skinny little white Guido Italian kid <laughs> who would do fucking duck face and all of his pictures. I, I, he's a real fucking person. And um, he had five or six dogs, all purebreds, different from breeders. He would get other animals in, and he was basically an animal broker. He would resell them to other people for higher costs, and um, 
He had two foxes before this fox. Both got taken by animal control because they're completely illegal to have in New Jersey. As it should be in any state, but I'm glad that New Jersey yeah, finally they're, complied they're with Yeah, they're completely legal there. And then he, he also had a pet pig that got taken. And um, so he had this other fox, and he was, like, posting all over Facebook trying to find a new home. So my friend was like, hey, do you want to go check this thing out? So I went there, and I took it from him. But the fox's original name was Camaro. Camaro. I think that's a terrible name. I renamed him Banjo. That's a much better name for a fox. Um, I'm so sorry. What happened after the year that you oh, yeah, had the yeah. fox? Where so is I, the fox? Do we need to be worried about the fox running no, he's, around? He's completely safe. He, um, I, after I, so New York, it's a gray area. So I, I got him from New Jersey, and I went up to New York. I was going to school, so I was finishing up school. And... Um, do you want me to explain the gray area loophole thing? Or well, no? No, I mean, to me, like, there are gray areas of, like, whether or not one should smoke pot, and then there are gray areas <laughs> about, like, whether or one not should take a animal uh, who should be in the wild and, like, hold them captive. Oh, that seems like a very black and white issue. Yeah, the second no, one, he's... and the first one, if you have pot, you should share it with other people. He, um, so this, this, when these foxes, have been, they've, been, uh, they've been breeding them for pets for a while. Oh, I so see. He's, okay. he's not a wild fox at all. I can show you a picture of him, too. He's completely white. Wow. He's, a, he's, a red, he's a red fox. But oh, beautiful. He, he's mostly white, and then he has an orange blaze going around his, he has an orange mask and then an orange blaze going down his back. So there's no, that's, that's not a color mutation that would ever happen in the wild. I don't know if you've seen the National Geographic article that came out two years ago about the Soviet foxes. They've been domesticating. No? <laughs> I mean, it was it was like a covered up. thing, um, but yeah. So this this fox was a domesticated fox, and so there was no way for him to be re re released or anything like that. And I had him in New York. You you can have him for pets, but you can't really. It's it's, it's a gray thing. And then when I moved back to New Jersey, I donated him to the Staten Island Zoo, and he's oh. been he was there for a year and just didn't work out there. So now he's living with a friend of mine in Virginia until I'm able to move and have him again. Wonderful. I'm glad something good is going on in Staten oh, yeah. Island. Um, I want to show pictures of your beautiful work. Okay. Um, so this is you with, with, uh, at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do you normally wear the mask of the... Sometimes. Sometimes. I also wear... like to wear a wolf onesie sometimes, too. You wear a wolf onesie mm-hmm. as well. Totally. I was going to ask that, but I'm glad that you just brought that it I up. brought it up. Unsolicited. Okay, and then let's see some... Now, this was an inspiration to you that this is not your work. No. Uh, but the inspiration was that they put cameras inside cows? They're uh, windows. They're called windows. cannulated cows. I want to apologize right here. Please redact that. It is a uh, window into a cow. <laughs> yeah, and they do, it to study, they do it to study their digestion in a lot of agricultural programs that colleges have. So is that cow alive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, oh. a, it's surgically put there, so they, they monitor it, make sure it doesn't get infected or anything. Oh, and, wow. How did that inspire you? It's just kind of a fucked up visual that uh-huh. stuck in my head. Yeah. And yeah. I, I kind of incorporated two different elements that were floating around in there, and it made me um, do my terrarium pieces that I did for my thesis. Sorry, I apologize. Say that last sentence because I really oh, talked over No, you. my terrarium pieces that I did for my thesis for my BFA when I was in school. Wait a minute. You did a thesis? For undergrad work. And what was the name of the thesis? Um, fauna and Flora. Did you go to Vassar? No. Okay. Where did you go that you got to do that as your senior thesis? Uh, the State University at New Paltz, New York. That's awesome. All right, so liberal arts is alive everywhere. <laughs> okay, so let's go to the next one. I am a proud liberal arts graduate, I just wanted to say. Um, oh, is that banjo? That is not banjo. Is that my weed? <laughs> In that box? So, so the flora grows out of the... Yeah, it's a living terrarium inside the coyote. 
And that's a coyote I picked up off the New York State Thruway. Amazing. Okay. And so once you see them, do you, you know what? I think we should just, just for <laughs> the sake of everything, let's all put some Purell on. <laughs> I got rabies shots. I don't worry about any of this, so. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, so let's, let's see a couple more, and then I wanted you to show what, what you do so okay. that people can see, because none of us are, I would say, I don't want to speak on behalf of everyone here. How many people know a lot about taxidermy to begin with? Okay, good. Um, now, this one is a friend of yours as well? Um, it's very... I've never... I, I don't think I ran into her. That was from the opening of the Rogue Taxidermy Biannual Show at Luz the Jesus Gallery out in Los Angeles. I'm blanking on her name right now. Okay. Um, it's quite beautiful, and it probably dated that guy that I thought was Frank Bruni. <laughs> um, okay, next one. <laughs> that is a Walter Potter piece. It, um, Walter Potter uh, was, he was one of the first guys that started doing anthropomorphic taxidermy, which is animals doing human stuff. And oh it's not really great taxidermy or anything like that, but it's, it's just kind of... Adorable. It, yeah, adorable. And, well, I think, I some people would argue I, that. Did iPads. you see the kitten wedding? <laughs> no. Yeah, the, he, did a whole, he did a whole kitten wedding with like 30 kittens that were all stillborn or people drowned. I don't know what happened back in the, in the 1800s, but... Um, could you ever do this to a human? Uh, not in the United States. I shouldn't say could. Would you ever? Not in the United States. Or can we do that to a human? I... One more reason to be proud to be an American citizen. What a relief. <laughs> I never thought about taxidermy as a potential threat, but I am relieved to be an American. This is a new reason. Um, so you are going to show us some things tonight. Um, what, what were some of the things you were going to show us? Um, well, I don't know if everyone would be disgusted, but I could skin a rat. I think we're going to pass on the skinning of a rat due to the fact that most of us take the subway often and live too close to that scenario happening the opposite it was, way. It was from a breeder. It wasn't, it's not a wild rat. It's okay. It's okay. I feel like I feel, okay. I feel traumatized enough. Yeah. By, I mean, we can, we can do a vote of applause. How many people would like to tra- traumatize themselves it's, with a skinning of a rat? It's not bloody. It looks like chicken. Hell yeah. All right. how, many people so. would, how many people have dignity and would not like to see me rouse? Leading. Leading question. I think let's go to the other, other options. Is that okay? Yeah. I mean, if, I can show you guys the rat not skinned if you guys want to see it, but... No, Otherwise, I have a see the rats. I mean, I don't know. I brought a bunch of stuff. I've yeah, never seen a rat in New York. <laughs> let's watch the other two, and then you guys can set up a separate Tinder date. Um, let's let's see the, the other two wonderful that. options. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would put that down. I would put that down. And I, I'm gonna go sit over. I brought a purification candle for you as well, if you ever want need this at home, real aromatherapy, and also a uh, a gory creatures calendar for 2015. I figured this would go well next to your Doc Martens in your room. Oh, if you ever go to a natural history museum and you see specimens in jars, that's what we're going to be doing. So I'm going to be telling people how to use formaldehyde, injecting into specimens, fixing specimens, and then moving it into alcohol um, and long-term st- storing of that. So that's what I'm doing on Sunday. And but then I, we'll be at the, the... Morbid Anatomy Museum in Gowanus in Brooklyn. And I do taxidermy classes, too. I do a lot of jackalope classes. My intro classes are with rats and guinea pigs. Um, and then I think in February I'm going to try to offer a mammal head class. I've done raccoon heads before, so I'm going to open it up to coyote heads, fox heads, 
Um, Let's just open this up first, and then we'll get to those. Okay. But I know that your classes sell out, and I I remember I had a boss who was very into um, your work. I'm so excited to see a... Are there... I don't want to make any generalizations. Are there a lot of uh, female taxidermists? Now there are. When I, I first started doing this five years or so ago, when I first started, I didn't know any other women in the field. Um, For the rest of us, it's that we didn't know any people in it until you. Yeah, pretty much. Um, okay. But yeah, within the last five years, it, it kind of just took off. Um, and now, like everyone, their mom does it, kind of. Totally. Everyone and their mom does it. <laughs> In my classes, I teach people to do an old school technique of wrapping a body. So you use this shit, which is basically finely shredded wood. It's called wood wool or excelsior, and they actually used to stuff couches with this back in the day. Um, but not the rat. I mean the the. Um... Well, you, I I do it now. Okay. Because um, you can't find commercial forms for rats or these tiny bunnies, so you use this. You use your carcass for reference, and then you wrap it with thread to build up your your body. And then I carve heads out of foam. I teach students how to car- how to carve the heads. Um, this is a commercial form, so you can buy this from su- supply companies. And you just measure your animal, and you find out which one is the best shape for you, for whatever animal you're we should on. we should sew. Okay, so commercial form. You get your skin. Um, uh, there's a lot involved in getting it to this point. So you have to skin the animal, and you have to flush it, which you have to take off any of the meat, remaining fat, or anything like that to swallow the skin. And um, let's just do one, one, one stitch. One stitch. Okay. <laughs> so this is pretty much ready to go at this point. Totally. Yeah, it is totally. Yep. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna say yeah. We're, yeah. we're totally ready to ready go. Ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> this is a phenomenal weight loss program. Oh. Normally you have to do a lot of clay work around the face to rebuild the cheeks and then put the eyes in. I'm not going to put any eyes in right now. This is just like uh, L.A. when I'm there. This is, this is going to take me a long time to actually get this done. Um, but we can just kind of mock it up right now and get, get some sewing done. So that whole form, you can just buy that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and, well, and then you use the other parts to sort of fill in the spots that aren't covered what? by the form. The clay? Yeah, use the clay and the Yeah, for the clay stuffing. and the epoxy, you kind of fill in like the wrists and the ankle joints yeah. and then all around the eyebrow. You have to rebuild the whole eyebrow and eyelid area, cheeks, um, ear butt and everything like that. You have to go and put clay in to fill it all back in. Tail, you put a separate wire in. Um, you can see I put, well, you guys probably can't see, but I had to... Can you guys see? I had to do relief cuts in the form so that you can actually tuck the skin under to give it the natural shape. Smart. Gotta tuck the skin. Um, Smart, tuck the so we're gonna see if I can work the skin. Do you ever take one of these furs for Halloween? Yeah, what um, were you for Halloween? I was actually really boring this year, and I was in, I was stuck in fucking Panama City, Florida for Halloween. I didn't do shit. Um, but I have a little Red Riding Hood costume with a wolf skin that I like to wear sometimes. That's awesome. So that's fun. You, you must a- get a lot of weird guys hitting you on you. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Just kind of ignore it. Yeah. I think there's a market for a full body onesie that is an animal, but like real. Real animal? Totally. Maybe that, maybe that should be my next project. Yeah. Let's do a drum roll to show it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> it's amazing how quick Before it went I lo- from okay, just being I, a skin I, to like a recognizable <laughs> little friend. Guys, seriously. I'm going to lose my dinner. <laughs> Katie's going to pass out. We're going to do more of this backstage. It's fascinating. 
All right, so Ladies I'm and just loosely moving everything to kind of where it needs to be on the form. All right, drum roll, let's just get, lip let's... skin is now... Good! Hold them up, hold them up. <laughs> so it's on the form for right now. Seriously, and, and creating a niche for yourself as a rogue taxidermist. I had no idea there was anything but rogue taxidermy. <laughs> um, but very, very impressed, and I will encourage people to check out your beautiful work at Afterlife. Tell me your, your Tumblr. Uh, Afterlife Anatomy. Um, website, afterlifeanatomy.com, and then I'm all over Facebook. You can basically just search my name or Afterlife Anatomy and find me all over the place. So. Or we can just find you in the road somewhere or yeah, the subways. Probably. Um, you guys... Please, let's give a, a thank you to the wonderful Katie Murado. That's it for this episode of Employee of the Month. Thank you so much to Ian Mazoff for editing this together. Thanks to all of you. Please go to the website, employeeofthemonthshow.com, to get on the mailing list, donate, and you can also subscribe on iTunes as well as brush your teeth twice a day and floss. There's really nothing else I think you're supposed to do. I think that's honestly basically it. Maybe work. Maybe. I'll talk to you soon.